Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. This morning, I would like to continue to talk about the joy of the Lord, and I believe this teaching will really encourage you today. I like to read again in Nehemiah chapter eight, verses nine to ten. The Bible said, "Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to all of them, 'This day is sacred to the Lord your God. Do not mourn.'" A weep, for all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, "Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks." I think those who like to eat like this scripture, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is sacred to our Lord. Do not grieve. Everyone say, "Do not grieve." Do not be sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. We have learned many sessions already, many teachings that the joy of the Lord is important to us. Actually, the Bible says a merry heart is a medicine. When you have a merry heart, you will be healthy. The immune system in your body will be stronger when you are joyful. And the medical field already find out that when you laugh from the belly, we call belly laughter. The immune system will go up, will go higher, and some people may be cured from sickness and disease. And not only that, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when we have the joy of God, we will be strong. We will look younger than age. We will be healthier than other people. And how we can have joy? We have joy because we have faith. The Bible uses the word "the joy of faith." When you have more faith, you have more joy. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 13: A joyful heart makes glad the face, and by grief of heart is the spirit smitten. Some of you may say, "My face." Look sad, but I have the joy in my heart. I may not look happy, but I have a lot of joy in my heart. I don't believe so. If you have joy in your heart, your face gonna show the joy. Your tone of voice gonna come out with joy, because the joy here will impact your personality and your outward appearance. The grief of the heart will destroy your spirit. But the joy of the Lord will really give you life, peace, and strength. How can we have the joy or the gladness of the heart? We need to believe that God loves us. God is powerful. His promises never fail. He is a good and gracious God, and He cares for us and He takes care of us. When we have that kind of faith. The joy of the Lord will increase in our heart. Today, I would like to share with you the story in the Bible, in the book of Acts, 
chapter 27. We're going to read the story in Acts chapter 27. In that chapter, we hear the story of a great ocean traveling of Paul and also the company of the Roman soldiers, the captain of the ship, the owner of the, the ship, and also the sailors of the ship. When you read the scripture, you can see that that ship is like 747, big big vessel. It's like a big ocean running ship today, with a lot of cargoes and a lot of people on the boat. This is a big ship, not a small ship at all. The reason Paul was on that ship because in one of the court sessions, because he was arrested after preaching the gospel, in one of the court sessions, he said. I want to appeal my case to Caesar in Rome. He had the right to appeal his case because he was a Roman citizen. Because of the right of the Roman citizen, the centurion and the Roman soldier took him on the boat to travel to Rome to meet Caesar or the king of Italy in that generation. Let's look at Acts chapter 9, verse 15. The Bible in this part, talking about Ananias, prophesies about Paul. But the Lord said to him, Ananias, "Go, for he, or Saul, or Paul, is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel, to go to Rome." In that time, is to fulfill the prophecy that he's gonna stand before Caesar and preach the gospel to Caesar. That is a prophecy for his life. And not long after Paul and everyone in the ship left the city, the strong wind start to come, and the boat start to be shaken and tossed around. The boat start to get out of its own course and. Tossed and pushed by the wind, so as the wind went, the boat went with the wind. Now we're going to look at a story about this situation in Acts chapter 27, verses 9 to 12. Now, when much time had been spent, and sailing was now dangerous, because the fast, which is a, a feast at that time, was already over. Paul. I believe he was speaking by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Advised them, saying, "Men, I perceive that who gave him that perception or that voice, the Holy Spirit. I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless." The centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman or the captain of the ship, and the owner of the ship, than by the things spoken by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the winter season was coming, so they have to park the boat somewhere. The majority advised to set sail from there also, if by any means they could reach Phoenix. A harbor of Crete, opening toward the southwest and northwest, and winter there. 
They all on the ship. They were all there. Everything seemed to be okay at the beginning, and then suddenly, the wind came, the storm came, and God spoke to Paul, "Hey guy, I think we should postpone this traveling. We should park and stop and wait until things go well. Otherwise, we may die, and the ship will be destroyed." Did they listen to Paul? No. Paul was just a prisoner. He was a preacher. He was not a captain of the ship. He was not a sailor. They thought he may try to avoid going to Rome to be executed or to be judged by Caesar, the master of the ship, and also the centurion. Both of them think we should get out of here. We should go to Rome ASAP. The weather is nicer in Rome. We should get going. They did not listen to him at all. I believe the weather in Rome at that time much better than the area that they stay. Therefore, they did not listen to this preacher. They did not know that the words that come out from the mouth of Paul actually was the warning word of the Holy Spirit. They ignore the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter twenty-seven, verses fourteen to eighteen. But not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose, called Euroclidon. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. The wind started to take over, and running under the shelter of an island called Clauda, we secured the skiff or the little lifeboat with difficulty. When they had taken it on board. They used cables to undergird the ship, and fearing lest they should run aground on the surface sands, they struck sail, and so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the boat was tossed back and forth by this strong wind. The next day, they lightened the ship. Put yourself in the situation. You are in that ship. The ship was tossed, was hit by the big storm, maybe a hurricane, and they try everything to survive. By this time, they say we need to get rid of our property, throw away maybe some luggages, throw away some cargo, the valuable things. They push those things overboard to lighten the ship. In order to survive, they were so concerned that the ship gonna sink and they're gonna die. Verse 19. On the third day, we threw the ship tackle overboard with our own hands. After they threw away their own belongings, the cargoes, the wind, the storm did not stop. On the third day, what is next? They began to throw away the ship's gear. And the important equipments that they used to handle and operate the ship, they were so desperate to survive. They thought that if they could throw away all these belongings and all the cargo and the equipment, they should be able to survive. They were very concerned that they all would not make it. Verse 20. Now, when neither sun nor stars appear, wow, 
the sky was full of cloud and the wind and the storm. They could not see the sun and the stars for many days, and no small tempest beat on us. The tempest wind was so strong all the time, not small one. And all hope that we could be saved was finally given up. Can you imagine? All these hundreds of people were in the dark season of their life. They were in the low place. They lost their hope. They lost their expectation. They knew that they would die in the storm. We are going to die for sure. They know. Looking at the situation. Now look at verses 21 to 22. Are you following me? I try to tell you the story. After long abstinence from food, everyone so scared, no time to eat, no time to cook, they could not eat. Then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart. Everyone say, take heart. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. Let me read from King James Version. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Everyone say, be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. I imagine during this tossing back and forth, the wind slapped on the boat, slapped on their face. They were hanging on the boat. Why everyone was so scared? Paul spent time with the Lord. He prayed. He did not look at the storm. Everyone say, I will not look at the storm. He looked at God. He sought God's direction. He wanted to hear from the Spirit of God what they should do. All these people should have avoided this storm if they would have listened to Paul from the beginning. Unfortunately, they did not listen. My dear brothers and sisters, what we learn from this story, sometimes God speaks to us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. Maybe just a small voice or maybe extraordinary way the angel show up or you got a dream or something. God tried to tell you something, but you're so stubborn. You say, I don't care. I'm going to go on my own way. And you take off and then you perish. You die. Or you get big loss. And then suddenly your relative, your spouse and your parents say, God killed my son. Can we blame God? No. In fact, God tried to protect us. God tried to speak to us. Don't do that. Don't go there. But we are the one who stubbornly do our own things. And we get into big trouble. Brothers and sisters, be led by the Holy Spirit. 
Please listen to the teaching series. I think about 27 sermons called Spirit Let Living that we preached two years, three years ago. It's in the YouTube. It's on the table. Learn how to be led by the Spirit of God and you're going to save your life. Don't blame God if some bad things happen because God never want to have bad things happen to you. Bad things come only from the devil, not from God. The problem is that we run our own life, we don't listen to God, and we get into trouble, and then we blame God. Please don't do that. Listen to God. God is going to protect you and guide you. Amen? Don't ignore His voice. Paul listened to the Holy Spirit, but these people did not listen to Him. But notice what Paul say in the midst of big storm. He say, be of good cheer. Cheer up, smile, be strong, have faith. Don't be discouraged, don't fret, don't fear. Be of good cheer. I'm going to read many scriptures from now on for a few minutes. Look at what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 9, verse 2. Then behold... They brought to him, to Jesus, a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, faith is important. He said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Everyone say, be of good cheer. Matthew chapter 9, verse 22 but Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. What gives you victory? Your faith. And when you have faith, you have joy. You will cheer up. And the woman was made well from that hour. Matthew fourteen twenty-seven. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. God shows up. Do not be afraid. Be of good cheer. Mark chapter 6, verse 50. For they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately, he, Jesus, talked with them and said to them, Be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. Mark chapter 10 verse 49. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. Everyone say, Be of good cheer. Can I see on your face too? You, some of you say, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Can I see your face? Be of good cheer. Why some of you look so sad? John chapter 16 verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. 
I have overcome the world. Acts chapter 23, verse 11. But the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. Paul knew that he going to get to his destination. He knew he was going to stand before Caesar. Nothing could stop him from getting to Rome. He obeyed Jesus. Be of good cheer. Jesus told people all the time, Fear not. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer all the time. What does it mean, be of good cheer? Cheer up. Be happy. Don't worry. Be strong. Have faith. Trust me. I am the final say. Don't look at the storm of your life. Don't worry about the current situation. Don't let the night season in your life control you. Because the morning is coming. You will cry at night. But the next morning, you're going to laugh. Amen? I'm going to put laughter in your mouth. You're going to be at, in good cheer. You're going to cheer up. Amen? Mark 10, 49 says, When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. He called the blind man. Be sad. Cry. Go to see a psychiatrist and get the antidepressant. Take some amitriptyline and nortriptyline and trazodone and I will help you. Did he say that? No. Did he say, be sad, be depressed? No. He said, cheer up. They said, come on. He is calling you. Why would you cheer up? Why? Because you believe God has a final say. You believe that the night season in your life is going to turn into morning. You believe that God is able to save you and to do a miracle in your life. You believe that the promises of God shall be fulfilled. You're excited about it. Hallelujah. Be of good cheer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 27, verse 22. Now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. If you notice, Paul did not go up on the deck of the boat and say, be still, stop. He didn't do that. If he can command the wind to stop, be still, stop right now, they would not have lost the boat. But he didn't do it. What happened? He checked with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit told him, the boat is going to be destroyed. But all the life shall be saved. He spoke exactly what the Holy Spirit told him. He did not do things out of the top of his head. He just said what the Spirit of God told him to say. He listened to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, this is what happened. Many Christians say things and do things from the top of their head. They use their own reasoning. 
to do things and say things, and they ignore completely what God said to them. They twist the Bible. They try to do their own things. They never listen to the Holy Spirit. This is one of the reasons I love to lay hand. I love to see my members filled with the Holy Spirit. In a revival meeting, when we lay hand, it's like a gym. You you go to the gym, you exercise, right? You like this. You try to exercise your muscle, use your muscle. In the same way, when you touch by the Holy Spirit, you exercise your faith and your spirit to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. When you come out to be prayed for, God, I want to be sensitive to you. Touch me, feel me. Because in the real life, when you drive a car, when you get on the boat, you get on the airplane, whatever you do, you need to be sensitive. To the leading of the Holy Spirit, please don't ignore what the Spirit told you to do. Don't only use your own intellect, but be led by the Spirit of God. Were the people on the, that ship able to cheer up in a natural way? Can you imagine the boat still like this, the salt water still hit their face? They hang on to something. They were gonna die, and Paul stood up. And he said, "Cheer up, be of good cheer." What is the normal response? Are you crazy? <laughs> cheer up, be of good cheer. Are you crazy? This preacher, I think you try to do a prep talk. This is impossible. We're gonna die for sure. Don't use a prep talk to try to make us think that way. No, Paul was serious. Paul said, "Be of good." Cheer! Can you imagine the sailors? The sailors have been in a ship for many, many years. They all know that this kind of weather, they would not make it. They knew they were not dumb. And Paul, a preacher, he never manipulate any ship. He never control any ship. And now he say, "You guy not gonna die. Be of good cheer." Look at verses 22 to 25. I'm gonna conclude very soon. And now I urge you to take heart or be of good cheer, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord. In the camp this year, you're going to learn about angelic protection. We talk about divine protection in the camp, so we're going to talk about angelic protection. This night an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying. Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart or be of good cheer, men. For I believe. Everyone say, I believe. I believe. Everyone say, be of good cheer. I believe. I. Believe. I Have faith in what God says. I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Do you believe that what God says in the Bible going to happen? You believe? If you believe, be of good cheer. Sad Christians don't have much faith. Christians who have a lot of faith will smile and laugh all the time.
because they trust and believe in what God says. Come to this point, you remember, a few days ago, Paul stood up and said, "Hey, guy, don't leave. Stay here." They all, ah, oh, this preacher, what he's talking about? We're gonna go to Rome. And this second time, he stood up again. He said, "Hey, guy, listen to me." Everyone, like, yes. Tell me what God tell you. We want to hear now. Wow. You can see that sometimes people need to come to that point of their life to be humble, to listen to God. I hope that you don't have to come to that part of your life that almost death, and you say, "God, help me! I'm going to listen to the teaching now. I'm going to turn on the YouTube every day. Help me now!" No, you should do it now, before any bad things happen. Amen. Be humble and listen to God, so that you can avoid a lot of problems. He. Say the angel appeared to him, and say the prophecy that you're gonna stand before Caesar gonna happen to you. Let me ask you this question: Which one is better, fear and cheer? Which one better? Cheer is better. Okay. How can these people be of good cheer in the midst of the storm? They make. A choice. To fear is a choice, and to cheer up is a choice. Paul not only say that you need to be of good cheer, he even pray in front of them, and they all say Amen. By that time, faith is a choice. Fear is a choice. Depression is a choice. Be of good cheer is a choice. No matter what situation you are in, you make a choice to have faith, and you stay in joy and cheer up all the time. Amen. Paul was told he's going to stand before kings. Paul believed the word of God. He totally convinced. He was totally persuaded. He was totally. Trusting God that what God said to him, he's gonna stand before Caesar. It's gonna happen. You know, after that, they all jump off the boat. They all swam to the the island named Malta. And on the island, Paul was bitten by the poisonous viper. And after he got bitten, and that generation, no doctors, no. Vaccine, nothing. If anybody got bit by the poisonous viper, that person would for sure die. But Paul, by faith, he survived. He did not die. He said, "This viper cannot stop me from going to Rome. I gonna run my race. I will finish my course." I'm gonna get to where God wanted me to go. He is a man of faith, and miracle happened after miracle. He believed that nothing is bigger than his God. No one can stop him. No one can pull him away from Rome. He's gonna get to the destination eventually. What a man of faith is this! Be of good cheer. Acts 27. Verses thirty 
43-44. And as day was about to dawn, Paul implored them all to take food, saying, Today is the 14 days. Wow, 14 days already in the storm. You have waited and continued without food and eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival. Paul knows that they have to swim across the sea to the island, Malta. So they need some food. Since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you, and when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God. He prayed in front of everybody now. He is not afraid. He prayed in public, in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and also took food themselves. And in all, we were 276 persons on the ship. 276 on the ship. Some of them were prisoners, some of them were sailors, and some of them were the Roman gods. For when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they did not recognize the land, but they observed a bay with a beach, onto which they planned to run the ship if possible. And they let go the anchors and left them in the sea. Meanwhile, loosing the rudder ropes, and they hoisted the mainsail to the wind and made for shore. But striking a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the prow struck fast and remained immovable. But the stern was being broken up by the violence of the wave. Wow, the, the ship was really destroyed by this time. And the soldier's plan, listen carefully, the soldier's plan was to kill the prisoner, including Saul or Paul, lest any of them should swim away and escape. But, everyone say but. The centurion wanting to save Paul. Is that the grace of God? Is that the favor from God? Kept them from their purpose and commanded that those who could swim should jump overboard first and get to land. And the rest, some on boards and some on parts of the ship. And so it was that they all escaped safely to the land. Praise God. 14 days in the storm. 276 people were going to die. But a man who loved God so much, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, have a call and have a mission for his life that he's going to fulfill. He wants to run his race He's going to go to the finish line. He listened to the Holy Spirit. He prayed. He did not look at the storm. He looked to God. He chose to have faith. He chose to be of good cheer. And he spoke up. And the whole group of people, 276 people, were saved. Let me ask this question. Can you become that man and that woman in the 21st century? You got on the train. You joined a business place. The business is going to go downhill. 
going to be bankrupt. You got on the train, bad things may happen. You got on the boat or on the ship, on the airplane. But you are that man. You are that woman who has a call on your life, and you responded to the call. And your job is not done yet. God still have more things for you to do. And you don't look at the situation. You look up to God. You pray. You listen to the Holy Spirit. And you believe. You will survive. You will not die, but live. And you're gonna get out from this storm and these nice seasons of your life. And not only you, but God grants you the rest of the people on the same company, in the same ship, in the same train, in the same airplane, because you are there. Should we be that person? How many people want to be like that? I want to be that person. The key is, please follow the call of your life. Run your race. Try to finish your course with joy. Look to God. Don't look at the circumstances. Pray. Hook up to the Holy Spirit. Obey the Holy Spirit. Have faith. Be of good cheer. Don't be depressed. Don't let the economy, don't let the situation in your life affect you, make you fearful or depressed or run away. You stand in faith. Listen to God. Cheer is stronger than fear. Faith is stronger than doubt. I want to be that man in the 21st century, like Paul. Everywhere I go, everywhere you go, you save life. You bring the blessing. You bring the morning to that place. Not the nice season. The nice season will be gone. You are the one who's gonna be used by God to bring the supernatural breakthrough in that community, in that place. You look so excited. Really? I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. When you listen to sermon, don't listen as a head knowledge, as information. You listen by faith. And you say, this is me. That teaching is for me. That's me. That's going to happen to me. That I'm going to be the person that's going to bring supernatural breakthrough in this generation. Be of good cheer. Don't cry. Don't weep. Listen to God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I like to see the culture in our church get more excited. In the word of God. Maybe we have everything. We have house, money, bank account. So what? We are not desperate. 
We have nice home, nice TV. What a big deal. Pastor, keep preaching, keep preaching. It's not. No, we need to get excited about what God says. Amen. Hallelujah. In conclusion today, cheer up. Be strong. And have faith. Everyone say it with me. Cheer up. Be strong. Have faith. Victory is yours. God is on my side. God has the final say. I will run my race. I will finish my course with joy. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. My prayer is that brother and sister that I take care of all over the world will be people of faith. You are people of faith. You're so strong in faith. You know your God. You trust God. You, you really hold on to what He says. Either by this logos or by Rema, the Spirit of God. Paul got Rema from the angel. God spoke to him through the angel. He got the rhema for him and for the whole ship. We need to hold on to what God says. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for showing us what's going on with Paul, with the ship, with the sailors and the captain, the centurion, all these 276 people, Lord, that they are, were saved by you, by your grace. Lord, I'm so glad to read this scripture that all these 226 people responded to the words that Paul spoke to them. They were not discouraged in the storm. They all cheered up. They all said, yes and amen. We're going to survive. We're going to make it. They responded to the promise of God. Father, I pray that all of us who listen to this teaching will be like these people. Listen to the word. Receive the promise of God. Look up to God and say, be of good cheer. We choose cheer. We choose faith. We don't choose fear or doubt or sadness, Lord. We believe that we're going to see a lot of supernatural breakthrough in our life. We're going to come out from the nice seasons, difficult times. We will laugh. We will sing songs. We will praise God all the time. We will not complain. We will not cry and be sad. In the midnight hours, Lord, we will be cheered up. And we will be of good cheer, Father. Thank you, Lord. Nothing is impossible with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If some of you are not sure yet that you will go to heaven after you leave this world, 
or you're not sure that you have relationship with your Creator, the Living God. God is so real. God is real. God is alive. I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus Christ. He came to die for you to save you. Very simple. You talk to Him. You confess with your mouth, and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God, and He saved you. He is your Lord and your Savior. If you want to do that, pray with me right now. Follow my prayer, Father in heaven, my Creator. Thank you, Lord. I did not come from monkey. I am not an animal. I am a human being, created in the image of God. I want to have relationship with my Creator, and I know, Lord, the way back to You is Jesus Christ, my Savior, my Lord, Lord Jesus. I believe that. You forgive me of my sin. You died for me, and you were raised from the dead on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now. Be my God, my Savior. I trust you. I choose to believe in you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. From today on, I will walk with you. You shall protect me, provide for me, teach me, guide me, show me what to do, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Congratulations. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. friends.
Mr. Mr.